This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, a home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Mr. Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Today on the program, we welcome back John Abel from Abel's Premier Pest. No matter the temperature of the season, your home always looks inviting to the most unwanted of guests. And I do know, even though we're in some sort of crazy polar vortex at the moment, it will warm up. Eventually, yes. But you know, I was outside a couple of days ago, and I already saw ant trail. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. I guess maybe the water was pushing them out. Anyway, you can join the conversation with us this morning by calling eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to fixit one hundred one at mpbonline dot org. How are you fellas doing this morning? I am doing great. Sun shining. It's going to warm up. It's going to warm up. <laughs> Everything's looking great. Right. How about it, Dell? Oh, snug as a book. Blessed oh, really? to be here. Okay, good for you. Any uh, Been on any roofs this week? Yes, we have. You know, um, even though it's cold, we, we still get out and spot track leaks and things like that. Uh-huh. Whew. Yes. How about you, Jeff? What's going on? I have not been on a roof this week. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cold up there. All right. So what are you guys working on? Anything big or new or fun well, and fantastic? Yeah, you know. I, I, I did see a picture on Facebook of you guys making a pool the other day. Yes, uh-huh. we we actually have two pools uh, in the works. So uh, that's that's exciting. We've got. Um, and that sounds great in early March mm-hmm. if it acted like early March. Exactly. All right. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I love this time in a build. We, we've got. Um, We've got three builds that are coming to the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finished our children's clinic in Yazoo City. Mm-hmm. Uh, go up there today and just tweak that a little bit. And we've got um, three others that are in various stages: landscaping, touch-up paint. You know, the, getting down to the final nitty-gritty of it. We're gonna we're gonna hand the keys over. Momentarily, okay, good for so, you. Well, I got a, I got a big order this weekend from the wife. Uh, she finally put the foot down and said, "Okay, if you do not fix the drain on the sink, <laughs> you may sleep elsewhere." Ooh. So what we did um, is I went in there, and here's the deal: under the sink mm-hmm. is like the worst place for plumbing to go. Of course, you know. Anyway. So because under under the kitchen sink you have to take all the cleaning products out sure. first. So I had to and sit it's there. Full. And, yeah, it's full, of course, because most of the things that are underneath your sink have been there <laughs> since the eighties. Right. You know? So anyway, so I'm pulling all this stuff out and I can say it was a worthy thing to do. What we had is a very slow draining um sink in the kitchen. On one side, not on the other side. And I thought, okay, that's very particular, but it also gives me a clue if it's only stopping up on one side since it's only one outlet. You follow me? Mm -hmm. So it it was getting stuck somewhere on on the left side of my sink. So when we pulled it out, there was one pipe in there that I noticed nothing was coming out of Mm. when I turned the water on. And it was absolutely clogged up with what I, I don't know how old it was. I don't know how long it's been there. 
I have no idea, but I do know uh, that once we got it out, everything worked better. Yeah. And I mean, everything worked better. It was absolutely clogged up. I think it was hurting the ventilation by being Probably. clogged up. Like that. Yeah. So, but anyway. You, you didn't try the uh, plumber in the bottle. Yeah, I did. I, I did the plumber in the bottle. No luck. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, you remember last time I said that when you get clogs out, if you do like a, a hair clog in a bathtub, you can use one of those little uh, one of those little things, cheap things. It's like a stick that you could put down right. there. It bends you know, and it's got a little time. got a little Velcro on the end of it, and it'll grab all the hair and pull out. Well, this is not a hair clog. So anyway, pulled it out of there. I had to do it by hand. I'm sorry. Mm. Yes, nitrate gloves are wonderful. And but you know the positive thing, you're sleeping indoors. I am. I am sleeping so indoors. That, I mean, that's positive. All is yes. back to normal. Man. Sure. All right, there you go. Well, that was my duty for the day. That was good. All right, so we are here, 877-MPB-RING. John Abel is here from Abel's Premier Pest. We're going to be talking about that. He'll be in here in just a second. However, there's a couple of things going on, and this time of the year is the best time of the year for home improvement. Whether you're getting somebody else to do it for you or you're going to do it yourself, this is awesome. And there's a way to find out how to do things. The home shows are coming to Mississippi. Now, what we mean about that, uh, the the first one that, that we've got here, the home show in Jackson will be March 8th through 10th. The uh, Gulf Coast, the home show, will be from March 23rd and 24th. And then Tupelo, uh, WTVA Home and Garden Show from uh, April 12th, 13th, and 14th. Um, there's all kinds of things at the home show. I, I was at the Jackson home show, I guess, about uh, two years ago. And then at the Gulf Coast home show last year. And these are great places, not just to find out how to do or what's out there, but they're great inspiration places when you walk in there. They really are. You know, you walk in. and I think Java and I were walking through the Jackson two years ago, and I think we mentioned this last year. We saw the concrete countertops mm. that just blew our mind. We had no, we, we right. thought they were stone and all this other and stuff. Wood. Yeah, and yeah, wood. I, it was just the I guarantee thing. you had to go touch it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing. If you go to the home show, the, the ideas that you will get there are absolutely great. The, the best mm. of the best will be at the home show showing what they do. Now, the one that's going to be this weekend is in Jackson, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Over over 200 exhibits, thousands of products. Um, there's a builder challenge again, the ultimate entertainment spaces. Now, you remember last time, one time a couple of years ago, you did a garage thing? We did, yeah, we did the garage. Right. This time it's going to, I love this, an entertainment room? Yes. Is that what you're doing? Yes. Oh, you can go all out with that. Yes. Oh, man, this is going to be I mean, be fun. Just, just think about what's going to be in an, these rooms. An entertainment space, the ultimate entertainment space, folks. Right. That's and and most of them are conducted by guys, so imagine what's in there. Oh, man, there's going to be so many buttons and oh, lights. Oh, God. <laughs> That's buttons <great>. and lights. <laughs> anyway, uh, in the participating builders this year in the Builders Challenge, Shane McClendon Builder, uh, Woodbuilt Homes, Paul Graham Companies, Skelton Homes, uh, and... Uh, Anyway, that's going to be this weekend, and that'll be from uh, 10 to 5 on Friday, 10 to 5 on Saturday, and 12 to 5 on Sunday at the Mississippi Trademark. So there you go. Yeah. All right, yeah. and uh, John's here. <laughs> yeah, I found you. Was there like a giant rat in your way or something? Uh, man, go we, ahead and make up a great story that says why you're late. I was about to say I was dealing with bats this morning, so yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were flying all over me. So right, right. Yeah, yeah. Batman. That's it, yeah. All right. 
sure the first time that you've ever heard that. Well, you know what, John? Uh, if if Folks, if you'd like to ask about a, a pest situation, the number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. There are two contractors on staff that can uh, answer your questions for you. And then we got John here today, the bug killer. Number calls 877-MPB-RING. It's time for us to take our first break of the hour. Today, our guest is John Abel from Abel's Premier Pests. See, I said it right that time. Uh, We'll talk about your home pest control and the best way to keep them out. If you've got a pest problem and don't mind sharing on the air, join the conversation. We're also here for your general home improvement questions. Call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Running a business requires smart decisions every day. Make a good decision for your company today and reach MPB listeners through MPB program underwriting. For more information, go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solution 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Our guest for the day is John Abel from Abel's Premier Pest. And join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, folks, this is The Bug Show. So let's go ahead and get into it. We do have an email already. All right, birds in the barn. Do strobe lights work at keeping birds out of large buildings like a barn? Well, birds, like uh, in most animals, at first... You know, it, it does frighten them, uh-huh. uh, and then over time they get they realize that it's really uh, not going to harm them, so it they will come back. Really? Yeah, I mean it's like um, the, the strobe light; it, it will work for a while. Uh-huh. It's just like the owl that you buy that you supposed to scare them, then they realize scare the snakes and birds and stuff. Yeah, and when yeah. they realize that it doesn't work, I mean it doesn't harm them, they'll they'll eventually return. Okay. Um, but they do work for a short time. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to know, like if you've got to get rid of them quick for some reason. I've also seen people um, in some areas, and they're doing this all over the country for airports, and they shoot off guns near the airports, or at least blanks, to move the birds. Yeah, what they do, those are those are like um, uh, gas cannons. They're hooked to like a propane tank, uh-huh. and every uh, they set a timer on it, and it just goes boom. It, it explodes that gas. It gets in that tube, and it sounds like a gun, but, yeah, that's what they use Oh, those man, for. that's cool. You know, I've I've noticed this before, and I think it works. I've noticed it at swimming pools. Uh, they'll take fishing line and and tie that about fifteen feet above the swimming pool to keep the birds from you know coming in there. What, what's your thought? Fishing line, it? yeah, fishing line. I mean, we use that a lot because they can't see it. Right, and they'll fly into it and it, it frightens them, and they because they can't see it to land on it. So, fishing line, light fishing line, clear. Uh-huh. Works for like I said, they can't see it, and once they they hit it a few times, they they go somewhere else. Really? Yeah, like if you've got a top of a post uh, at your garage mm-hmm. or something, and uh, you can take a few nails and put in the top of the column. Yeah, and you can weave um, a fishing line back and forth, clear fishing line like a number four. Sure. Uh-huh. And uh, it's thin, and uh-huh. uh, they'll they'll hit it a few times, and then they'll move on and nest somewhere else. Talking about just birds. Yeah, they'll just yeah yeah. yeah. Fishing line. I've, yeah. I've noticed it, yes. That's insane. All right, folks, uh, if you want to get a question answered about whatever pest you might have going on or uh, 
might need to figure out. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Um, all right, so you said you got two calls this morning, John? Uh, yeah, I had uh, squirrels and, and bats. Yeah. Squirrels and bats <laughs> yes. in one morning. So yeah. what was I got to ask? Don't don't say names or anything. But <laughs> what the squirrel do? Well, what they do is squirrels. Uh, you know, they they get on your uh, on your house and they'll oh, yeah. find a soft spot. Uh, usually, probably on your gable end or something. They'll chew mm-hmm. through a, a, a wood. And they can chew through hardwood, but they usually like to, to find a soft spot that water has been on. Yeah, and they'll chew through it and they'll get in your attic and they'll drive you nuts because it sounds like a herd of buffalo running through there because they want to nest in right. that in that uh, insulation. Um, and well, you know what you do is uh, you have to once you get them out, then you have to put a heavier screen or some sheet metal in the area that they're affecting. Um, you know that's where you know a contractor comes in usually is to you know come in with put some sheet metal on the corners of the wood or put a new gable in up with some uh, uh, some kind of a hardware cloth on front of it right. to keep them from being able to chew through it. Yep. Wow. Now uh, remember. I sound like a broken record, but bats are covered on your insurance policy, and squirrels are not. <laughs> okay. So you only ever have bats, right? Well, uh, yeah. well most people don't realize they have bats that have bats because they're up so high, and they never right. look up. You know, And then uh, you start smelling the ammonia smell in your home, and that's when you realize, sure. hey, you know, I've got bats in the attic. And, um, yeah, we have a lot. We have quite a few in, in Jackson Market. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. A lot. That's... Is there anything to deter the squirrels from coming, you know, or finding another location? You know, they found that weak spot, then they come back to another spot. Is it like some fox well, sort of something? Like, oh, what garlic? happens is, yeah. you know, some of those things, can, you know, those remedies can work. But what happens is people don't realize when they plant these beautiful ornamental gardens and they oh. plant these trees right next to we their house them. and you know and the, and the limbs grow up over it or you, you build your 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 privacy fence within a foot and a half of your of your roof i mean the biggest thing uh. is you know is to keep them off of your roof now you know uh that's my thing when i go around and inspect a house i look and see how many limbs are close or how many is hanging over the house something mm-hmm. that gives them easy access to you and they'll sit in your gutter like your gutters that go in your house they'll sit in your gutter right and they'll chew a hole they'll, i mean they've got a place to sit i mean you know to sit in your gutter and they'll chew a hole into your uh into your uh, soffit <laughs> oh wow if they if they sit in your gutter and do it you'll never see the hole well, and that's true yeah. that's true oh, and, and, you, and i have if to get up in the gutter, the gutter. Yeah. yeah we have to get up sometimes and run our hand up but because a lot of times, you know, when you're roofing, mm-hmm. uh, roofers and, and contractors, you know, there's, a, there's a slight gap about about an inch, inch and a half, mm-hmm. and, the, and the shingles lay over that. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes the shingles get hard and they stand up, and they'll, mm-hmm. they find that gap, and then they'll chew through the edge of that gap and make it a bigger U, and they'll start going in and out Oh, of that. wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they Man, do. they're smart. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they're, they're smart. Yeah, okay, are. folks, the number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Let's uh, go ahead and uh, go to Jim in Madison. He's got, a, ooh, wasps. Uh, a lot morning. of people just kind of shuddered, shuddered. What's going on, Jim? Yeah, well, these aren't the paper wasps. <clears throat> I've been plagued for several years in my garage with what, when I was a kid, we called dirt daubers. They build those mud nests, mm-hmm. and they're building them all over the inside of my garage. Is there any effective way to control for that? Well, you can get, um, I mean, you can go and get what they call a wettable powder, uh, which is a, um, uh, it's like um, a demon, uh, and it's a chemical. What happens is it's a wettable powder. Once you mix it uh, and you spray it, on the inside of your shop now, it will it is kind of a tan color sometimes, uh, but what it does, it puts that 
that chemical that sticks to that weatherable powder sticks to the inside of your shop. And when they land on it and start building it, it, it will kill the wasp or the, the dirt dauber uh, from uh, building on there. And it'll, it'll help you in that situation. But you got to stay vigilant with it. I mean, you can't. You got to do it at least a couple, two or three times a year because if you do it once, uh, you know that the, the uh, uh, potency of the of the of the wettable powder will over time dissipate. And being on the inside, it will take about six months, but it will dissipate. But uh, yeah, it will help you. It's a it's a wettable powder. Okay. Right. Didn't you the say there was a name? What was the brand you said? Demon. Uh, actually, it's yes, Demon. Uh-huh. Uh, it'll it's a it's a powder. You can get it from like co-op, the co-op or whatever. They sell them in small packets. Oh, okay. For for uh, your personal use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do that. About how much does that run, John? You know. Um, I mean, I, I, mean, I buy packets. in bulk, so I mean, right. I'm guessing it's probably about twenty dollars a pack. Okay. All and right. It'll mix up about two to three gallons. Oh, that's reasonable. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just use a pump sprayer. A pump sprayer, a pump up sprayer you get from uh, a plastic pump up sprayer, like right. from, you know, one of the Lowe's or Home Depot, yeah. something like that. All right. And you spray it on there, and it'll it'll take care of it. Sounds like a plan. All, All right, right Jim, what do you think? Huh? Work on walls too. Yeah, it, it works okay. on anything. Like what it is, once it gets on there, uh, it'll pretty much kill any insect that lands on it that actually <laughs> will pick it. Oh up. yeah! Wow, yeah. that's good stuff. Nuclear. All right, thanks, Jim. We appreciate it. Got another question here on uh, email for the other fellas. Would the good house doctors please say whether a do-it-yourselfer could reside a house one wall at a time? What type of sign? It says, my home is about 60 years old, just 925 square feet, and has the original cedar shingles with several layers of paint. He wants to remove those and put hardy board up. Sure. Yeah, with a good buddy. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's yeah. definitely a two-person thing. It is, and and two, it, it, you know, do the proper scaffolding. Once you get over a comfortable working height, mm-hmm. don't put two ladders together with a walk board. Do, <laughs> yeah. do proper scaffolding. Tie your scaffolding off. Yes. Um, well, I think do once take, do take some steps to not of die. Of course, really. you know, don't once, stand on the bucket. What, right. Once you're over twenty-five, when you hit the ground, it hurts. Right. That's a good point you know, from any distance. Exactly. Right. So. All, right. All right. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Penny is on the line in McCool. What's going on, Penny? Hi. How are y'all? Good. What's going I on? I have a situation with uh, each year this bird comes and it builds a nest under my porch. There's a pole that comes up and supports the porch. Mm-hmm. And there's just enough room up there for her to build a nest. Right. Uh, of course, she lays eggs, and there's about five of them in there <laughs> before May when they get out, uh, and they do this twice a year. And it just really, um, I, I think they throw their, throw their poop out the, the nest, yep. and it's just really um, bad. Hmm. So I'm trying to figure out how to prevent the bird from nesting there. John? Well, Pete, you got a, you got s- several options uh, there. You know, we were just talking earlier about doing the um, uh, the uh, fishing line. You can get on top of that post and put up a, a few finishing nails uh, on four corners or up as close as you can get to the to the uh, wall and run fishing line back and forth and weave it in a zigzag and across back across them where they can't land on top of it. Uh, this is the fishing line thing is brand new for me today, and this is this is unbelievable. This is two times we've already heard yeah. about it today. Yeah, it works. It's, it's been yeah. around a while. Sure. You can also uh, use a, you can use a water hose, and as you, when they first start, just deter them with a water hose. Hit them every day with a water hose, <laughs> or you can get bird spikes. Water you can go online and you get bird spikes. Yeah, uh, it'll stop them from bird uh, spikes. What is that? Uh, so it's uh, small wires. Uh, you can get them for sparrows, and it's just, normally that's what you're dealing with. You know. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you can go online to like a place called Do It Yourself Pest. Uh-huh. It's online line, and you can get them in this uh, strip of that's about twenty dollars, and you can put them on top of your uh, post, and they won't they they won't nest on it. Oh, they, okay. They usually can't oh. land. So. Oh wow, Penny, yeah. that sounds like a home run. So it does. All right. well, at least it goes to much. I was thinking about a putting up an owl or something out there. That <laughs> yeah, won't last for long. For what we just long. learned. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Penny position that uh it would take up the place that he would normally nest right yeah Yeah. right yes all right thanks penny we appreciate it let's uh go ahead and move to richard and maven what's going on richard hi uh on the mud doppers Mm -hmm. uh back in the antebellum times we if you were they had uh uh insecticides and this sort of stuff they used to get rid of, uh, defend against mud daubers by painting the underside of the porches blue. That's also them trying to scare away the hank. So there's there's a lot behind that light blue paint. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah, uh, the thought was, or the, the idea was, that, it, that mud daubers can't see very well. And when they flew underneath the porch, they would see that blue and think they were still outside. All right. All right. So uh, that, that would be cool if that was the case. Uh, John, is that is that the deal? Well, I mean, you know, we you know we've talked about this before on the uh-huh. show before that the blue, you know, as far as the haints and things like that, and, mm-hmm. and pests uh, that they think it's the sky and, and they and they won't you mm-hmm. know they won't think they can build on it. Um, of course, you know, uh, I think it may be just happenstance that they don't build on it because I've seen several blue homes that, that do have mud daubers and they do have carpenter bees drilling through them. So, uh, you know, it, it maybe it was the lead-based paint that they were using back then. It was, was actually killing them. Away. You know? yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, it, you know, the blue thing, like I said, I've ha- I have seen that done before, and I've also seen them build nests on, on blue blue paint. So You're saying it's not consistent. I know because I mean I believe, like I said, is the paints we use today are so much less uh, toxic toxic than they were back at the turn of the century when they were actually you know very very toxic. Mm-hmm. So uh, that may have been the reason you know behind all that. So. All right, hope that helps, Richard. Number call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Okay, so when you go on calls, is there a common thread? with the houses that attract pests. In other words, there, is there a kind of house that tends to attract pests more than another? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, when you have cypress-sided homes. Cypress-sided homes? homes? Well, you know, wood-sided homes. Uh-huh. They usually tend to uh, attract more uh, pests than a, than a brick home. Did everyone uh, hear that? Let's you know, make sure it, we say that twice. So <laughs> if you've got a wood-sided home... Mm, well, you possibly more, more pests. You have more it's, pests that'll attack wood. It's right. a food source. Yeah, yeah, yeah so you have more that so, attack wood or use wood to to build on or chew on or gnaw on. So it, it really is just it's just those type things that that's, it's their natural habitat. It's out in the in the, their woods. And this comment was not they, paid for by any brick company. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, um, when you don't have the the maintenance kept up on your home, it invites them in too. This is true. You know, true. wood uh, wood rot, right? Uh, you know, wood damage damaged wood causes a lot of issues. I mean, a lot of issues. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, from coons to possums to I mean, if it's a soft area, something's going to get in sooner or later. When All water right, runs off a soffit, yeah, something's going to get in your attic. All right, so we're, we're, I'm going to ask you this question. This is I think this is just kind of a cool points thing. Mm-hmm. So if you had to choose 
to go after one of these critters? Would it be the raccoon, the possum, armadillo, squirrel? <laughs> uh, Which is the greater probably, foe? Well, probably uh, the greatest would be a coon, especially a, a female. A female here. raccoon? Yeah, yeah, she's pretty, pretty rough. Really? <laughs> um, I've been closed up in an uh, eight-by-eight room <laughs> with one. Uh, didn't realize she was in there until I closed the door. And, uh, yeah, I left her in there. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, but we did get her out. Um, but coons cause a lot of damage, a lot of physical damage, not with chewing, but with ripping and tearing. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen them actually, the, the, the world, the binders on top of the uh, houses. So mm-hmm. the, yeah. Yeah, the whirlybirds, whatever you'll call them. Mm-hmm. I've seen one pull, tear the top of one off to get in an attic. Are you, you know? serious? You know, yeah. they're I, rough. I did a job in uh, North Bay, actually, and um, that was full of, of um, raccoons in the attic. Uh-huh. Uh, they they tore up the ductwork, <clears throat> started um, uh, eating the wiring. I mean, they they did. I can't remember the size of the claim, but it was several thousand dollars. Wow! Yeah. That, uh, wow. And quick, they will have uh, families and, on. And you know, this oh, yeah. this isn't something that happens over a long period of time. You know, this is this is a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, raccoons in there working twenty four seven. Well, they're very, they're very, they're smart. I mean, yes. raccoons are very uh, smart animal. They're, uh, you know, our, our animal world and our and our pest world. They're they're smarter than people give them credit because they've been around forever. Right. And you know, they they are very resilient. You know. Right. Um, so I mean, sometimes, like I say, when you know, when I set traps to catch things. Uh, I'm like, this is no guarantee, even though I change baits and things like that, because sometimes they just won't go in it. Right, right. You know, and you have to figure out a different avenue Smart of, of getting rid of that, that thing. Do, well, do you, you know, have to cover your traps up sometime? And, you well, know. With a squirrel, um, it, when I set a trap, sometimes mm-hmm. I do cover it up because they like dark holes. Uh-huh. They, they, they will oh. inspect it. Uh-huh. Uh, but a lot of times I don't. Now, once I catch something in there, I do cover it up to keep them from seeing me. It makes them more calm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, That's those, a good point. The raccoons will literally claw their own hand off to get out. Oh, yeah. Yep. They, they're very... They're not happy when they get in. All right. You know. All right, it's time for another break. And if you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Talking about uh, your home improvement projects, how to keep them pest-free with John Abel from Abel Premier Pest. And we have two contractors on the house in the building that would love to answer your question free. So there you go. Stay tuned for more tips and advice on keeping the critters out of your house and tip-top shape. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Today in our studio is uh, guest John Abel from Abel Premier Pests. We were talking raccoons in the break. And uh, Del, we were talking about how, how brave raccoons seem to seem uh, around around people, they they're don't, don't seem to be. They're not bothered by us at all. Mm-hmm. Dell was telling a story about a barbecue at one time, and I thought, wait a minute, was he barbecuing the raccoons? No, <laughs> they were they were inviting themselves. I had okay. to throw some meat to them. 
<laughs> just a, as a yeah, a yeah, tribute. To stop them from coming as, in <laughs> as a peacemaker. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, uh, oh, and we also mentioned another thing during the break that I wanted to ask you about, John. Do you ever get? Uh, I'm not sure, Jeff. You mentioned city deer. You know, deer that just kind of like walk around town because they're not really afraid of everything. They've been around town long enough. Do you ever, is there such a thing as a nuisance deer? Well, I mean, all deer are pretty much a nuisance. (laughs) I mean, they eat everything, you know, roses, whatever. Um, But they have deer in in populated areas become very complacent to to the people they're no right. longer afraid of them mm-hmm. uh you know they do get in their backyard they get in pools i mean we we've had them in in you know uh crazy situations like you know you'll see them on the on the city street sometimes in the middle of the night here in jackson yeah you know that's right so i mean they haven't we're we're building to where they have really no place to go right you know and their population is increasing very fast right. in mississippi so yeah, we have nuisance deer quite often. Okay. All right. I didn't know if that was a thing. I didn't know if I, nuisance deer. I've actually had several claims, especially during rut. Like insurance claims? Insurance claims where the um, deer uh, will jump through a window, mm-hmm. get inside the house, and uh, then it's, it mm-hmm. is the party's on, let me Try, tell you. Trying to get out of the house, they wreck it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've had several large <laughs> claims. Um, I'm sorry, it's not funny. Well, I mean, well, it's funny. During the rut, even the, the male deer is even less afraid of anything during That's right. the rut. You know, it'll, 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 and then you know, once it gets to moving, and you got a glass window there, I mean, they don't know it's there. They can't see no. it. Right, so that's right. why they go through it. Yep. Oh, wow. You know? so, well. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org, like this person. All right, um, guys, crack and grout. There's a crack in the grout that goes from one wall to the other. All right. I'm thinking about just pulling the old grout out and putting in new. Is that an expensive fix, or should I go down to the slab and investigate? Is this in the shower? Uh, it didn't sorry. say. It just said crack okay, and grout. Okay, crack in the grout. Mm-hmm. So there's a crack in the grout that goes from one side of the uh, one side of the wall to the other, one side of the room to the other. Um, I'm thinking about just pulling the old grout out and putting in new. Is that expensive fixer? Should I go down to the slab and investigate? That's this is interesting yeah. because this could be a foundation. I doubt it. I doubt it. No, no. no. If it was, if it was true foundation, you're, you're going to start seeing a lot more things than just some cracking a grout. You're going to see tile breaking, so on and so forth. If if you have a hairline crack in your grout, um, yeah, she dig didn't it say out. how big it was. Yeah. yeah, dig it out and 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 regrout it. Um, now, if, when you say that, let's go ahead and do uh, a little helpy thing here. Uh, when you say dig it out, or do they make tools for that? Sure. Um, one's a screwdriver. I mean, <laughs> really? Yeah, scratch it out. They all have all you're doing is trying to get enough area, enough surface area where the new grout will adhere to the space between the tile. Gotcha. Uh, now, if it's in your shower, uh, still no problem. If the shower was installed properly with the waterproofing, all the grout is, is is pretty. It's makeup. It's all it is. So do the same thing. 
Do not go down to your waterproofing and damage that. Dig out enough surface area where your new grout is going to adhere. That's a, that's a really good point. So uh, we've mentioned on the show before, grout is dressing. That's and, it. And it is porous, and it is not and waterproof in any way. That's right. And tile, too. And yeah. all that is is it's, it's, it's makeup. It's pretty. Right. So, question. You know, so if you have a, a tub in a corner that has grout against a tub, against a, a, uh, uh, a stone, Mm-hmm. And, and is, it be, is it better it just put, put silicon? I mean, put a grout, uh, grout back in it, or put some. There's kind of... a product called grout caulk. Yeah, that's what you really want to use. It has some elastic to it. Mm-hmm. It will move that that fiberglass tub is going to move uh, both by temperature and when you fill them up with water. Yeah. So hmm. okay. All right. Um, here we go. Got a question here from Jeremy. Uh, one of your recent shows. Uh, had battery operated under cabinet lighting. It was discussed. Sorry, I read that wrong. What was the brand name of the product discussed? I know what he's talking about. I was talking about this, about some lights that I had installed in my home that were just kind of cheaper aftermarket things. They're 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 like stick-up lights that go up under your cabinets, and they have mm. batteries, but they have a little remote control, and you can turn them on and change the colors and all that other stuff. The, what I can tell you, the one that I got was probably made by a brand name called Defiant. And it's a it's a brand that you'll find at one of the big box stores, uh, but this is not this is not a, a unique product. Many people make those under the cabinet lights, mm-hmm. and uh, they're very cheap. They're almost disposable. Uh, but it's worth doing if you're going to do something nice. You know, uh, wife and I were talking about. Uh, possibly selling our home. We were talking about setting the home, and we thought, you know, the under cabinet lights are really going to work sure. good for when we show the of home. Of course, you know, because it just really looks. Yeah, and cool. it's, it's quick, and, and, and just like you said, anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not expensive. No, I think I spent twenty five so, bucks. Sure. You know? So there you go. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Keeping rats away. Rats. Here is uh, John Abel is here from Abel Premier Pest. And uh, John, are rats one of the biggest rodents you deal with? Uh, or no? Well, <laughs> rodent-wise, yeah. I mean, we have two different varieties in Mississippi. We have a roof rat and we have a Norway rat. That's the only two that we have. Roof rat and Norway rat. Right. Um, they're, they're two different. Well, I mean, the Norway rat is a little bit larger, <laughs> and they, they usually don't find them in the attics. What we deal with 90% of the time are uh our roof rats and, and a lot of people see a small rodent in their house and they think it's a a, a house mouse or a field uh-huh. mouse a lot of, most of the time it's a it's a a, a, a juvenile roof rat because we have a huh. wow. tremendous amount of those here and they call them roof rats for a reason see, I, i'm sorry i wish i could take a picture and everyone here could see <laughs> jeff's face right yeah, now just, because it is just pruned up from yeah. being grossed out about yeah. these rats you know we we uh we have um you know, if you see a lot of uh, holes in the ground around trees and shrubs and things like that, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, that means more than likely you have what they call Norway, Norway rat. I mean, what we, size we, hole will go in the ground, but Norway normally stay there, huh? What about what size hole you're talking about, about? Two and a half inches, you know, in, in diameter. Really? Uh, yeah. It's. I mean, you know, it's a. Um, it's a. Uh, uh, I guess I guess about three inches would be like that. Okay. You know, but there, it doesn't have to be very big because uh, a rodent can squeeze through a hole the size of your little pinky. You know, so it's um, it, and it's very quick. 
believe me, when you they go under the door, it's it's so fast, it's it's, it's amaze you, and it's just a small gap right. under the door. But they'll hit it and they go through it, and they're on the other side. You know, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It is, uh, yeah. Rats, rats are pretty. Pretty hard, pretty resilient animals. So some of the things that uh, we saw here, by the way, if you want to ask John a question or the other two contractors, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or, of course, you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, we looked these up, John. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to tell us whether they are correct or not. A few steps you can take to keep the rodents out of your home. Okay, number one. Uh, fill all the holes, cracks, and gaps. Uh, uh, that's number one, which would be uh, rats, just like we discussed, just this moment. Rats can slip into uh, holes the size of less than a quarter. Check your home for any opening yeah. that size and larger. Seal them up with proper materials. Now, we talked about this last time. Proper materials uh, are, are, are not easily taken away one of the things they said here these include either steel wool hardware cloth caulk cement plaster uh you know it, what were you thinking john last time we talked about this because you said you know if somebody puts some of that spray foam in there they'll just eat right through it right you know i mean rats will eat pretty much through anything mm-hmm. i mean they'll eat through plaster you know uh but that silicone people take silicone boom and it does deter them for about 15 seconds. You know what I mean? It, it'll deter them from, you know, just if they can't find another way, they'll come back to that spot and right. they'll chew through that. And it doesn't take them long. Um, you know, m- most of your brick homes, your <clears throat> your brick homes that you have around here, people don't realize that a lot of them have, you know, the uh, expansion joints holes. It's called yeah. weep holes. Weep holes. We call. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, if there's a size. Don't tell, your, me a, don't tell me a mouse can get through a weep hole. Well, man. I mean, so you got some of them that you could put two fingers in. You know, and it runs up against a, a a a backing board, but once they get in between the wall and that backing board, it's oh, inch got, what, board. a half inch gap or something in between yeah, the brick. Inch, inch and They'll half. move through that to your to some area they can find where a hole has been drilled mm-hmm. to run a uh, to run something through, and they'll they'll get into your home. So we use copper mesh. I don't really use steel wool anymore because it 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 uh, it uh, rust steel away. wool rust. And it looks terrible, so I use copper mesh, uh-huh. and it just turns green, and it's there from me like longer we're here. Wow! Right? You know, and um, if you got a conventional home, mm-hmm. one that's up built up off the ground, you need to go up underneath it, and all your plumbing, because plumbers leave large holes uh-huh. to get their hands into work, right? And put hardware cloth around those areas and staple it down or screw it down to where it can be removed if you need to work on it. But sealing your home up is one of the only ways to stop. Uh, rodents from getting in your home. Wow. So okay, say let, I, let's say I found a hole at my house and I want I wanted to uh, put some of that copper mesh that you're talking about on there. Where do I get that? Well, like I said, you know that the really you have to pretty much order it online. Uh, oh really? Lowe's they don't carry that stuff uh-huh. too much. Uh, you can go to do it yourself pests and you can do it yourself pests. Right, and okay. you buy a roll of twenty five feet, uh-huh. you know, and it's uh, six inches wide, and you just cut it off and use it. Course, it was like a scissor cut? Yeah, you can cut it with a scissor. It's real thin. Really? And you just roll it up and you stick it in a hole. And uh, it, it, like I said, it, it, they won't chew through it because mm. it cuts their mouth. But mm. uh, it's, it's, it's a whole lot better than using steel wool. Now, steel wool, if you can't do any, use anything else, right. yeah. You know, I use a double alt uh, uh-huh. steel wool. But uh, it will rust. It will rust. It will rust. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so... Yeah, that that but sealing your home is pretty much the only way really to to stop a rotor from getting in your house. All right. uh, you know, and we're we're coming in right now. You know, we're in termite season right now. You know, really? Oh yeah. 
I don't know they had a season. Oh, I didn't yeah. either. Yeah, we had. Well, when the humidity. Why don't we the, hunt deer? Why don't we go after the termites? Yeah, we, hey, we do. This is our season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This is your season. Yeah. It's a termite owner. Right. That's it. You're getting a new T-shirt. Right. All right. Melissa's on the line, and uh, we'll talk to her in just a second. It's time for our uh, last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement question answered this morning. Uh, call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is MPV's Fix It 101. I, I'm sorry I'm lost. Um, yes, we are here for uh, Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. If you want to call in, it's 877-MPB-THINK-RADIO or 877-672-7464. You can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. All right, so we've got Melissa on the line and Brandon. Uh, Melissa, you have a very particular uh, issue. Why don't you go ahead and uh, describe that? Okay. I live in, hello, by the way. <laughs> um, I live in a small house with low ceilings and tight hallways, and I need to replace the subfloor. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if there was another material other than 4 by 8 sheets plywood mm-hmm. because of maneuverability it's so difficult to get to get that through the house is there anything else i could use gentlemen well first of all how come you're replacing your subfloor the, the old subfloor is like three and a half inch slats and actually okay. the only floor we have over that is like glue down vinyl tile. okay so okay it's really cold it's, it's not it's not leaking water and all that kind of stuff it's okay not fine. leaking water but well, there are like spaces between the slats it's i understand oh, yeah. i got you um take your four by eight sheet of plywood and cut it in half uh, rip it down yeah Say that. <laughs> yeah that's simple yeah. Yeah, but your 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 biggest cost savings is going to be to buy four by eight sheet of plywood. Right. Okay. So purchase those. Um, a lot of that house is going to be able to be used with full sheets. When you get to where you can't use a full sheet, like Dale said, either rip it down or cut it in half. Now you're dealing with a four by four sheet. And and mm-hmm. Melissa, I will say this through working with stuff on my own is that the the smaller a piece of wood is the more expensive it gets that's right oh, yes. that's right so, mm-hmm. yeah so. and i think it's just backwards yeah <laughs> that's right and that wood is heavy too the floor subfloor yeah uh-huh. just get, yeah, get a heavy. good quality subfloor right uh, there's one out there that's called quiet floor it's tongue uh-huh. it's tongue and groove get a good product do not do not uh, go cheap on that and, and now it's got the tongue and groove, and then you rip it. Right, that's okay. If you if you if you're going to cut it if you're going to cut it in half, you still have uh, you still have tongue and groove on your other side. So, like oh. I said, like I said in the very beginning, don't don't cut it if you don't have to. Now, oh. uh, I, your your ceilings are are a minimum. Your ceilings got to be eight feet. Yes, yep. I think. Okay. It's- Eight feet, maybe. No, eight, one you, you look. You just get a good contractor; they can do it. 
Okay, and not beat up my walls. No, of course. No, you just if they're any good, they'll fix them after they beat them up. You just hire a good quality contractor, and they can do it. There you go. Thanks, Melissa. We appreciate it. Uh, One of the things I was going to answer from Larry here in just a second, but one of the things you mentioned during the break, John, was that at this time of the year, both termites and flying ants are around. Your mission is to explain to us how we tell the difference. Okay. <laughs> right right now in Mississippi, yeah, right. you just said yeah. flying ants and termites are both flying around right now. Right. Well, you know, once once it gets about above 72 degrees, you mm-hmm. know, the barometric pressure raises, rises, and, and termites and ants start swarming mm-hmm. to make different another nest somewhere. Right. Well, people get confused with ants and termites. So the easiest thing I can tell you mm-hmm without explaining all the wings and all that right, kind of yeah. stuff is to look at it and if it if the if it's got three segmented pieces on the body in other mm-hmm. words you know it's got a head a body uh, and a tail right yeah mm-hmm. and then that would be an ant okay. if it's just a head and a tail two segmented that would be a termite oh wow uh, no matter which termite it is it's, it's just only two pieces to a termite it's the head and the body there's your tip of the day java right there yeah. all, right. Right. all right let's go to larry and carthage he's got advice advice about dirt divers what's going on larry i figured out what kind of race i am or what i'm a, I'm a termite i just you know i got it <laughs> <laughs> now listen on the dirt diver deal that man called in a while ago yeah they got those things to co-op. They're bright lime, yellow, and they, I tell you what, they're about two foot long, mm-hmm. and uh, you hang them up, and it, it termite, termites just go to them. It, it gets rid of them. They stick he's, to it. He's talking about that. Um, oh, I see them. Yeah, yeah. You pull it out. Oh, the fly strip. Fly strip. Fly strips. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's round though, about two inches round. Right. Uh, okay. That's okay. the fly strap. It's called something else. It's round. And real, you don't want to get, let it get stuck to your hand or your hair. You'll have a problem. Right. But it, it, will, it will catch them, the flies and all that. You get it at the co-op. Okay. You know? Well, thank and, you, Larry. And, and, and that, one more thing. You can get the old grocery sacks, brown ones, you know, like the paper ones. Yes, sir. You can blow them up, tie them off, and hang them up, and they'll think it's a hornet's nest, and they'll stay away from it. There you go, John. This guy's going to put you out of business. Man, man. <laughs> That's hey, on the mosquitoes now this summer, have y'all tried the, the Sparkman? No, don't even tell me about water's in a in a bag. No. No, have you, no I, that don't work. Uh-uh. <laughs> hey, have you ever tried the Sparkman? Yes. For mosquitoes? That, yes. That, it worked at my place. I don't know about your place. Well, it worked. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean uh, what's like he talking about, Spartan? It's a, the Spartan, it's a Spartan uh, mosquito control that was developed here in Mississippi down at the uh, uh, down at uh, Hattiesburg. Oh, wow. Well, they actually discovered, they come up with a delivery system in Hattiesburg. Uh, it, it hangs in trees uh, uh-huh. around your home, and it's uh, kind of a bait for mosquitoes. And it, and it does help a, a lot. It's in a tube. I saw that. And you can get it at the co-op. And, yep. and it does. If you do it, if you stay on top of it, and uh-huh. it lasts about 90 days, they do help with the mosquito issue. Wow, great to know. Mm-hmm. Wow, great a to know. A bat will work, too. <laughs> a bat eats 1,000 a day right. per bat, you know. So, And I got plenty of them. Yeah, um, this is it's it's kind of weird because the termites and ants thing. I'm going to look for that this year. I, I really, <laughs> if you didn't hear that, folks, three sections for an ant, only two for a termite. I never I knew like that, that until today. Sure, yeah. uh, but that is like you said, both are out and around uh, when it when it hits a certain temperature. They'll mm-hmm. be they'll all be out be, uh, looking. You know, I think it's guaranteed. I think we could make this guaranteed. <laughs> What's that? 
if you listen to Fix It, mm-hmm. you're going to learn something. Oh, yeah, each week. I think that's a guarantee. Oh, yeah. yeah. And how much it cost? Usually it's what not to do that Jason did. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. true. But a couple of things that you can do yourself. <laughs> do the termites sting or bite like the ants? They do not. Oh, they do not? They do not. So you can live with that. Is right. there is there any way to shoo them away before they get there? The what termites. termites? Yeah, actually, uh, most people do not know they have termites until they start swarming, and usually their windowsill or something has uh, collapsed pretty much <laughs> from the termites. But um, <laughs> but the good idea, rule of thumb, is mm-hmm. every seven years you need to have your house treated for termites. Okay, I mean, you heard it, folks. I know it's kind of expensive, but it, it that is the largest investment most people have. That's, uh, that's advice from the bug guy. There you go, John Abel. So, folks, uh, here we go. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener is Liz Gill. For Delmore, Jeff Simmons, and John Abel, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech, with Michelle McAdoo. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.